guess what happened? Uh, uh, dudes ruined it. You're right. <sighs> just like just about everything in yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, dudes ruined it. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Uh, aloha, and welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm going to hang 10. I'm Brian. <laughs> I'm Dolan. Have you ever surfed before? Hell no. I did once. <laughs> One time. Dolan, have you ever surfed? No. Dolan doesn't surf. Nope. Closest I ever came was as a kid going to Showbiz Pizza. Oh, yeah. And that bear sat on the surfboard. Uh-huh. Oh, that's uh-huh. the closest that's I've ever been. That's the closest. Yeah. I got one of those training training swim boards or whatever. Oh, like a skim board or whatever? Yeah, whatever those boards are. Yeah. yeah. YMCA once upon a time taking Ooh. swim lessons. Huh. That, those, that just seems like a head injury waiting to happen, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. Doing stupid shit, and then you fall and you hit your head. I paddleboarded once. I guess that's closer. Yeah, that's closer to surfing. I yeah. guess. I, I like paddleboarding, actually. It's a lot of fun. So the reason why we're talking about surfing and aloha and and catching a big wave, I guess. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, hang 10. Hang 10. Yeah, that's what you do. You know what hang 10 is, right? You put all 10 toes over the front of the surfboard. That's what hang 10 means. Look at wow. you with the put surf knowledge. all your toes over the surfboard. That's a hang 10. On the front or like on the side? I think or? on the front, I think. Huh. I don't know. I was a skateboarder. I wasn't you just, a surfer. Can uh, you lay down and just stick your feet over it? Call it a hang 10? That's like lay 10, maybe. I lay don't know. 10. I do a lay 10. Like I do a, that a lot. Like a lay? Like a... Oh, when you get there? Yeah. So that's why. Honolulu Beer Works, located at 328 Cook Street, Honolulu, Hawaii. We've got two beers from them. Uh, recruiter Braden Bokes had brought them back to us uh, from his recent... He wanted to get out for Christmas. He didn't want the nonsense of family around Christmas. Mm. And so him and his wife and his child uh, packed up on Christmas Day and flew to Hawaii for uh, for a little vacation. Wow. And he brought us back some beers. And he saw this one and he thought, I'm going to bring this back because this might be one of the most unique beer names maybe yep. we've ever had before. Oh, yeah. It's called, here we go. And I told you, it's going to be a little... Uh, <laughs> X-rated. It's going to be X-rated. It's called Pussy Grabs Back. And there's a cat on there. And there is a cat, an angry looking cat. Yeah. Mm. Now, you would think, okay, that is crude, right? Yeah. I would think that. Sure. Actually, I wouldn't because I'm. I, no, I think it's funny. <laughs> I actually think it's funny. Uh, but okay, you could think it's crude. However, what we found, though, as we started looking at this, this is brewed with a special hop blend for the Pink Boots Society. And Brian's going to talk about what the Pink Boots Society is. So yes. Let's, uh, We're going to get into that. Let's pop this open. First of all, uh, the can is weird. What is that? It's like, it's... It, it has... It's all like little ridges on yes. it. Or, yeah. It's like gradually smaller. I mean, it's the same There has shape. to be a reason for that. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. It just... I've never seen it like that before. Maybe it's like a recycled can or maybe they're maybe going x-rated again and calling it a ribbed can oh for my pleasure (laughs) who knows Mm, i don't know but i'd like to know if anybody knows yeah i've never why is that yeah i've never seen it that way (laughs) 
Um, first of all, I just want you guys to, uh, you know, acknowledge the fact that I'm wearing a hat. That is of the brewery. A very colorful hat. Very Hawaii. I like it a lot. I dug this out of the closet. Love it. Uh, my sister got it for me when she went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. One of the times, and they hit all the breweries that they could. And I thought, oh, I'm going to wear this today. So I did. Mm. It's a Hawaiian shirt print. It is a very nice print. Maybe uh, make it into the into the photo with the beer itself. Maybe. Yeah. Definitely going to be on the untapped picture. Oh yeah. So that's what I. The first thing I just had to you know get out there. Yeah. As I look good. It's it's good. Um, I don't even know where to start with this place because it's in Hawaii and I'll probably never get to go there. I don't know. You should totally go with. I should, but I've been there once. Free. It is. It is gorgeous. Yeah. It's. But I'm a. I don't know. I think there's there's two categories, at least for me, my mind. Okay. Mountains or beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a mountains guy. Look yeah, at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be, you know, and I would say the same for Braden. Yeah, yeah. I don't I picture him with a white tank top, mm-hmm. zinc on his nose, yeah, black socks to his knees, short shorts mm-hmm. with the stripe on the side like the 80s basketball shorts. Yep. And maybe some arm floaties. That's how I picture him in mm-hmm. Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> it pales can be. Oh, like inside out. Yeah. Yeah. Like a skeleton walking G- glowing, on the beach. Glowing. With a cowboy hat on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that's kind of close to what I would be like at the beach. So I, I tend to mountain vacation or mm-hmm. maybe even the desert would be okay. But I don't know. So that's one of the things that keeps me here. And the flight. Oh, my goodness. That's oh, the, a long... The flight was a killer. If I'm, no, it, it, was, it was 15 years ago that we were there, but it, the flight was a killer. Ugh. It's a long, long it's like, flight. Isn't it like 15 hours? Or isn't yeah. that like long? Nah, we flew to Phoenix and then from oh, okay. Phoenix to there. So it was like from Phoenix to there was like five hours. It's But it, it's a it's a decent flight, though. I mean, hmm. yeah. Yeah. They have food at this place. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. They call their food munchies. Oh, there's a certain connotation that rolls with Absolutely, that. yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, I'm interested. Let's yeah. see what they got. Mm-hmm. Soft pretzels, pretty mm-hmm. standard for the you know brewery. Yeah. Uh, and flatbreads, so oh. all sorts of different. They did not have a spam flatbread, which I was a little disappointed wow. with. Wow. That's shocking. Because in Hawaii, that's Honestly. a huge, sort of probably the number one state that yeah. eats spam is Hawaii, I yeah. think. So. Yeah. Oh, darn. I thought it was my household. Mm. If you, <laughs> you might be number two. I might. Mm. But Hawaii is number one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had four different types of beer, mac and cheese. Mm. So beer, cheese, mac and cheese. They had different things that you could put in it. Um, they had, I, I mean, there's just no other way to say this word. Okay. Misotani <laughs> vinaigrette. <laughs> Misotani. Mm. Kind of like, I don't know what that is. This must be some sort of Asian thing. Okay. Because on the salad, the salad name is the Asian Persuasion. Oh, so it's an Asian salad. I don't know what that means. Maybe it has some. Well, uh, miso is like a, like a bean curd, per, fermented like, bean. Yeah, he's not getting the pun though. He what's misotani? What's the pun? Misotani, two life crew. Yeah, he doesn't know about that. No, sorry. And, what, and that was See, from. Why. It was from Full Metal Jacket. Was the was was that was that clip from the song from Full Metal Jacket? Yes, that's what I thought. Yep. Yeah. Huh. We'll look it up. That's also explicit. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. We love you long time. (laughs) Yeah. So that. With, uh, what was his name? The main guy from that? Private Pile? No, the rapper. Oh, uh, Luke Skywalker. 
Luke. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. Yeah. Hmm. How he was not sued by. Uh, that was before before times. Uh, Campbell yeah, was yeah. this real name was Campbell, I think. Oh yeah. Hmm. Um, here's some of the other beers you uh, mentioned. The bonus beer. Mm-hmm. Yep. That you have one, um, and it's a German style ale with hand toasted coconut. I don't know if that means they just had a torch and, but it won some awards on the it's got can. Got a couple so awards we'll there that can. one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that was one of the beers I wrote down. Um, they have four uh, perennial beers all the time. They're standard ones. This is one of them. Um, El Guapo, which is the golden ale. <laughs> From Three Amigos. I yeah. Oh. I think so. Would you say I have a plethora of gifts? Yes, El Guapo. Yeah. Yeah. And the sweater. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Kiwalos Cream Ale. Yum. Okay. And Point Panic Pale Ale. Point Panic has got to be like some sort of surfing place yeah, or I something. Would assume yeah. Some sort of beach thing yeah. or whatever. But yeah. that's their four like standard beers. Now, this one, Pussy Grabs Back. Mm-hmm. Extra Pale Ale. It's good. It's not extra with, you know, three X's or anything, but mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, it's 6%, 38 IBUs. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Palisade Hops, Laurel, which I have not heard of Never before. Never heard of that, no. Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic. Hmm. So there's a lot of old school pale ale hops, so we're right in the ballpark for those. That's kind of what you would expect, at least one of those. Yeah. I don't know that I've had a, a beer that had five hops in it, five different hops. Pretty cool. Well, one of them... Brewed with a special hop blend, so yeah. it's, okay. So it's that. It's, so it's, I, I wondered if the laurel was like one that they used strictly for this one. I don't right? know. Maybe it's been. I mean, every. I think every time we do a pale ale, which isn't very often, right? I'm always like, God, why don't I drink more pale ales? I need to drink more of these, <laughs> right? Because yes, it's, it's this got one's really good. The mm-hmm. hops I like. It's mm-hmm. got that bitterness that I miss. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't have the punch of the you know like a West Coast you know. But man, it's it just is a nice refresher, good palate cleanser for me. How, how good are you with uh, with Hawaiian words? Terrible. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this because this brewery is located in the heart of K A K A apostrophe O K A. Ka Oka. Nope, I don't think that's uh, it. No, 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 no. no. Ka, ka. The closest I get to Hawaiian names or words or whatever is uh, my nephew's middle name is Iowani. I guess that's Hawaiian. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's pretty good. My apologies to the Hawaiian. Uh, S- spell it one more time. K K K K. I'm sorry. K A K A. So K A K A. K. Apostrophe. O K A. Oka. Kaka Oka. Kaka Oka. Kaka Oka. Kaka Oka. We'll say it's that. We'll say it's, okay. There's a lot of apostrophes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So founded in 2014 by Jeff and Charmaine Seidemann. Uh, Hawaiian residents. Okay. Yeah. What island is it on? It is. It says Oahu brewed, but he was on the on the Big Island, so he was. So uh, yeah, must I, have it everywhere. So much. Yeah. So because there's like uh, two or three yeah. pretty big Hawaiian breweries that I know of. Mm-hmm. This but is it, one of them. I, I would assume. I mean, it's in Honolulu, so I. But I assume it's just available everywhere. So uh, they're closed on Monday, even in Hawaii, as good breweries should be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, noon to 10. Friday and Saturday, noon to midnight. Yeah. Party time. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Noon Sunday, to noon to six. So, yeah. Sunday, yeah. You, you chill out a little bit. 
Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. So you, uh, you are in Hawaii. You well, yeah. I mean, you're on vacation, right? <laughs> Once in a while. Hmm. The brew pub is uh, decorated with recycled wood walls, local art. Uh, they have a very extensive outdoor beer garden. All the things I would want if I were to go to a place in Hawaii and drink beer. This, I could close my eyes and describe that, and it sounds like exactly what this place is. You're you're starting to get me to come around to the idea of visiting the, the state because that, that sounds amazing right now. I I miss breweries. I miss spring. Mm-hmm. I miss the sunshine on my face. Right. I miss getting sunburned. There's, I don't miss sunburns. But me neither. No. But I do it. No. I get them. I don't, you know. There's something about the you know the hang loose, right? I mean yeah. the yeah. There's there's something about that that just yeah. It's just the island mentality. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just different and great. Here's what they had on tap when I just checked, um, when I did the research. Can't stop the dirty pop. Dippa, double IPA. Uh, their limited edition, one of their beers was It's Complicated, a smoky blonde. Oh. And they have a thing. I, I, I think they have fun with their names. Okay. Uh, this one's called Getting Plowed, and it's a farmhouse <laughs> ale. <laughs> So, uh, you know. Multiple connotations there, but yep. okay. All I right. think it would take a few because usually farmhouses are like 5%. Yep. So, yep. you know, whatever. Um, Hop Island IPA is one of their core beers. Okay. 7.5%. That's pretty strong for yeah. just a standard straight up IPA. For an IPA, yeah. Um, ooh, boy. I scribbled that one. Uh, let's say Skeltered Bay, 6.3%. Hmm. IPA? I, uh, I think so. Hmm. Okay. Mac, oh boy, uh-huh. Macaquilo Brown Ale. That was okay. I Good, recovered. That's fine. Yeah. Um, parking tickets. Red Ale. Five point one percent. So there must be a parking thing. There was. There were two constants. As we get to, we'll get to the TripAdvisor later. There were two constants in the in the not so awesome reviews for them. Oh. One, uh, parking there is horrible. So maybe that's why they could be. play on that. Yeah. And two, uh, they don't have air conditioning there. But you're in Hawaii, it's 72 degrees all the time. What do you need air conditioning yeah. for? Are you high? I don't... Maybe. Maybe somebody walked eight miles to find some oysters. <laughs> got hot. Uh, there's some of the stuff on their website that they had that was uh, for purchase. And I always like to check that stuff out, anything that's different. Um, a lot of Pride-y stuff. Okay. Pride-adjacent things. But yeah. one of the... St- uh, label sticker like on my hat but pride colors was pretty cool sweet reusable tote bag gotta assume you know mm. in hawaii sustainable yeah yeah so they have those which i hadn't really seen at a brewery had their logo on it uh and then they had a, a hawaiian s- shirt style visor so a hat like mine but without the top basically oh. so like or a golf visor. visor or whatever sweet. okay um hadn't seen a lot of visors yeah nice and then you mentioned earlier on the website or whatever some art a lot of art in the brewery uh, yes. or the brew room or mm-hmm. the brew house um the artist i found out who it is and boy this is a name i'm just gonna i'm gonna butcher it mm. um kai first i can get that part sure Eili, maybe that's the first name k-a-i apostrophe i-l-i that's his first name uh, last name. We're just going to spell it. K-A-U-L-U-K-U-K-U-I. Why are there so many Ks? Uh, that's just how it works. Um, he is, if you like this design, like this logo here. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of their beer labels. Oh. And he has lots of prints on the website. They had a link right to it. They call him their featured artist. Okay. 
and you can buy prints, you can buy t-shirts, the can like label design, like, you know, like a sign like this kind of, uh-huh. like if it, the beer label was folded out yeah, before they wrapped it on the can, you can buy that sort of stuff. Oh. Um, but his art prints were amazing and they were mostly ocean animals. There were some people stuff too, uh, but it's worth just to check out the website just to see his artwork because it's really cool. Like I'm considering maybe getting a piece because it was, it Pretty was cool. neat. There's a really cool nice. whale one that was awesome. So Sweet. if you're into that sort of marine um, artwork stuff, I actually have a, my cousin loves Hawaii and uh, she has a pool in uh, down in Lincoln mm-hmm. and we go there whenever we can in the summertime and sure. hang out mm-hmm. and uh, she just her whole house is like Hawaii when you walk in like, oh. she loves it so much like it's just designed like a island house nice and I want to get her a piece of this guy's art that would be super for cool. the for the house so yeah. uh, I think that's what I'm gonna do but it was really cool and uh, he did maybe four can was this one and mm-hmm. then maybe two or three of the other standard ones and there's one like special edition one that he did but um, pretty pretty cool so if you like that that's what you got all right so let's let's get to the title let's get to the name mm-hmm. because the name is meaningful and it's everyone knows what the reference they're making, right? Everybody understands where the reference is coming from. I think so, right? I don't think we have to go back and revisit that nonsense. I don't want but, to, but yeah, yeah, that was that was in a, a time. Let's see, horribly. Well, I'm, yeah, I don't want to give super political commentary. It's yeah. a pretty embarrassing thing for the leader of our country to say, yeah, in any context whatsoever. Well, that was just a, a quick refresher because I think Dolan wants mm, to hear it. Maybe. Um, it was before the election, the Verge election. It was. It was. And. Uh, well, he was I, prone to say stupid shit all the yeah. time. So. And the thing that I th- what that was maddening was just people were saying like, oh, I say worse than that all the time. But, you know, you're not the president or going to be. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, this yeah. is their, their like, their, uh, you know, F you to him, basically, I think. Yep. It's like, we're going to take this phrase and we're going to turn around and do something good with it. Yes. So here's the Pink Boot Society. I'm just going to read their mission statement. Okay. Because it's, you know, every every big company, every place has one of these. Um Created to assist, inspire, and encourage women and or non-binary individuals that are in the fermented or alcoholic beverage industry professionally to advance their careers through education. So it's like a mm-hmm. collective of anybody that's in the industry, mm-hmm. um, whether it be on the canning line or the brewer or the you know the chemist or whatever it is. Yes. You, there's a place for you in, in this group. Um, Pink Boots. It stands for something, which I didn't know. Oh, like, I didn't know that. It's an acronym. Okay. Uh, passion, integrity and inspiration, networking and knowledge. So there's the pink part. Okay. And then the boots is beer and brewing, opportunity, open exchange of ideas, teaching and success. Awesome. So that sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, it also has front and back of the house, you know, availability. So you can even be like a beer server. Or a well, beer know, tender, or whatever. yeah, whatever. Yeah, okay. you, there's a place for you in this. Perfect. So it's just a place, you know. Um, online, okay. you can you can be a member of it. Um, there are pink boot societies. You'll see them all over. Like even in Nebraska, we have it. Um, there's beers. They will specifically say pink boots. Mm-hmm. You know, on the on the menu or on the can, like this one does. Um, but it's just a. Uh, I guess a collective is the word I would sure. use. Yeah. I was looking at this. 
International Women's Day, brewed in association with International Women's Day. So, and it's like you know, like well, like a lot of places and a lot of things, uh, craft beer is kind of like a, a dude's thing, right? You you think it get, of it gets that connotation yeah. when you think of craft beer. At least for me, I think of people that look like me. Mm-hmm. chubby dudes with beards and plaid shirts and mm-hmm. that's usually who's working if you ever see brewers like that's usually who you see yep tatted up whatever um and this is a way to um you know change that hopefully and that's the reason that the society is pretty important and i think there's like i don't think it costs anything to become a member i don't think it was like it if it was, it was pretty nominal, and it was like a your mm-hmm. lifetime thing. Um, they have meetings, mm-hmm. they have um, competitions, like oh, that's beer cool. competitions, like you know, kind of like a Great American Beer Festival. They have that sort of thing, but just for those society members and their their beers. But nice. you'll see a lot of. I know in in Omaha, um, there's Pink Boots um, members that are at a bunch of different breweries, and sometimes they'll come together and make a beer, nice or two beers at different breweries and haven't come out like around the same time. Hmm. I think I saw that at uh, Nebraska Brewing Company at one point in time. So, That's cool. Um, it is everywhere. Any, anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a secret society, but it is. If you look for it, you'll see it. I hadn't necessarily known about it. I mean, I guess I'd, I'd maybe heard about it in passing, but until this, I hadn't really mm-hmm. known that there was. Here, here's, my, here's my stance on this. I Look, I don't... Brewing belongs to anybody. I don't care what your gender is, right? It doesn't. Now, if you if you if you do it and you're proud of it, fantastic. But I the I think being proud of who you are and what you do and how you do it is the is is the most important thing. And that's you want to you you want to get together with others that believe in the same thing. Awesome. Yeah, nothing wrong with that at all. And I think sharing ideas is cool, especially in brewing because that's how you kind of push boundaries and come up with these you know different unique things. Um, that was a, that was a face you made there. I tried the coconut hefeweizen, the other can mm-hmm. that he brought. I don't know. I'm gonna have to get into it a little bit. Okay, is we'll it see. It's a real coconutty. It is very coconutty, oh, and it is very hefeweizen-y. Put those two together. That's usually not something I'm into, but you know what? Nope. I'm gonna do it. Well, try it. Here's some other information I got for us. Okay. And uh, it's related to the last beer. So I, I didn't do anything on, on this coconut okay. one. Um, up until about the 1500s, brewing was generally a woman's work, mm-hmm. as you would say. Um, they did it at, everybody brewed pretty much at home. Uh, one of the reasons was because right. their drinking water was shit. Mm-hmm. So like that was a way to drink um, liquid and it would be safe because you cooked it basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that they would use it for basically was like meal replacement. Like there right. was like nutrients and like it was good for you quotes because mm. there wasn't, you know, grocery stores around. So people would have beer at home just to have like a meal. Like that was what it would do because it had all that stuff in there. I do that now. <laughs> yeah, I do that now too. So and, some things don't change, right? Okay, yeah. Um, guess what happened? Uh, uh, dudes ruined it. You're right. Just like just about everything in yeah. the world. Yeah. Um, dudes ruined it. They said, you know what? We want a, a steak of this uh, because when women were doing this, if they had extra or maybe they weren't married, or they didn't have a family or whatever, they could go and they would sell their beer to people that, you know, wanted yeah, some. Yeah. Uh, and so this was like, you know, 1500s or whatever. 
and guys were like, you know, we don't really want them to be making money or having any sort of like, you know, power or jobs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they're witches. They're witches. We've uh, we've heard this. Women are witches. These mm-hmm. women, and and this is where a lot of like witch the imagery comes from. Witches brew and stuff like that. Beer cauldron. Oh, the cauldron wow. wasn't a big. And the yes, stirring and all that. A, they would have a broom to keep everything clean and sweep and swept up. Right, right. So they would often have a broom. Yep. Or they would have a little shop or out on the street. They would just make sure everything was clean. Um, they had they would wear tall pointy hats <laughs> because women generally are shorter and they would be in like a big marketplace, right? Oh yeah. And th- so if you wanted you were selling everybody like that. Oh, somebody's happy out there. Um if you were just trying to sell your beer, no one could see you. That's that's tough. So they would wear these hats that were super tall oh. so that if you were way across the way, you could see, oh, hey, there she is, and she's got beer. Uh, so pointed hat, broom, cauldron. All these things sound good. Why did they yeah. turn bad? Dudes. Dudes. Stupid. Dudes. So for 7,000 years or so, that's, I think, when they can kind of see when beer was being created right so it's been around Uh, a lot of times it was for religious ceremonies um and then later on it became more like what it is today Mm -hmm. like a just a daily staple um it was also a way to use grain um any sort of old like bread or any that sort of stuff um they would do that they would sell the beer just to make some money you know keep around the house or whatever just to supplement incomes right and then, uh, let's see, I think it was in England. Um, it was actually illegal for women to sell beer or make beer because they wanted women to be home um, taking care of kids. Gosh. So it was illegal. You could not do it. Mm. You would go to jail. Mm. So that was one of the things. Um, You're so backwards. They're so backwards. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, okay. 17% of craft breweries have a female CEO. Uh, wow, that's a... I would have thought way less, but okay. Only 48% of those mm-hmm. have a female brewmaster. Of the 17%. Yes. Oh, okay. So of that, less than half yes. have a female head brewmaster. Yes. Okay. So it's... There's hmm. lots of room to, to grow. Uh, lots of changes can be made. Yep. Um, but yeah, as far as... The history of it goes. I thought it was interesting, and and I think it's weird how, especially the witch thing, like right. something that was good and helping people in theory turned bad. Turned bad. We didn't want it, and uh, we we switched it all around, and it stuck. Six hundred years later, we're still, you know, got witches. So let me understand this right, because this sounds backwards. This sounds dumb to me. So your wife would make you beer. Mm-hmm. You would come home. And she had made you beer, and somehow Mm -hmm. you decided that was bad. Yeah. (laughs) What? What? Oh man. Yeah. So I got like a a mead brewing kit for Christmas this year, and I think every weekend so far, my wife has been like, "You gonna do this yet? You gonna start this? (laughs) What? What did you get this for? Like, I'm gonna start it if you don't." And I'm sitting here like, "Could you?" 
Yeah. Maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when food tastes better when somebody else makes it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe this will be the same. Yeah. Did she get you this kit? Yeah. Yeah. It was her gift. Oh. I, I've been playing around with like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. I'm going to try it. Because we, so we have a lot of honey. Like one of our things before she was diagnosed with SIBO mm-hmm. was we would go to the farmer's market wherever we were on trips and stuff and we would buy honey. Like we loved honey. Um, now we got all this leftover honey and she can't, she can't eat it. Mm. Oh. So my thing was like, okay, well I'm going to try to make this mead because at that point she can drink it because yeah. um, it had been whatever. Cooked down or whatever. Cooked yeah. down, yeah. Uh, and so that was like the idea and I kept thinking like, oh, I'm going to buy it. Uh, I'll, I'll buy it soon. I'll buy it soon. And she just did it for Christmas and she's like, okay, you going to do this? Uh-huh. Do this. Mm. I think part of it's like she wants to see me do it and like mm-hmm. enjoy it. Yeah. But the other part of it is like, get this honey out of my mm. oh. cabinet. Get it out of there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of it too. So I might be able to make like two batches. I don't know. Well, you should make two batches and then save some and bring it in and we'll do it on the episode. That would be fun. I think so too. Yeah. Dolan's Mead. You can make, you know, anything on Untapped. You yeah. can create your own whatever. So yep. you could, you can name it. We can rank it. Oh. <laughs> we might even trip advisor you. I don't point five feel the right pressure would. at all. Yeah. Would you walk eight miles to my house and... No. Uh, and how good the meat is. Right? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so they asked uh, Honolulu Beer Works co-owner Jeff, G-E-O-F-F. Not Joff, but not Jeff. Jeff. No, Jeff. Okay. Whether he was worried about the possible blowback from such a provocative label. And he said, no. Stressing the beer was created to help women brewers. This is his quote. They helped with the recipe. They chose the name. They chose the artwork. All the women that work for us did all of that, said said Jeff, who gave particular props to his first assistant brewer, Roxanne. So, if they were okay with it, I was okay with it. That's how it should be. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a good beer. It was very good. I, I enjoyed it. I wrote down, so brewed for the first time in 2018, it's become so popular, it's now one of their year-round five core beers. Oh, wow. I think you brought that up, yeah. too, actually. I didn't know. I thought this was the first year. That's cool. Okay, I just... I don't like Hefeweizens. That's the second one I opened. The Cocoweizen. Uh-huh. Uh, coconut Hefeweizen. I just don't. I don't. And coconut's weird with it. <clears throat> I yeah, know. I don't like Hefeweizens either. And I don't like coconut at all. Yeah. I like coconut adjunct. Like I like the flavor of coconut. Yeah. I just don't like coconut. You know what's weird is I, too, do not like coconut. And mm-hmm. I don't like Hefeweizens. But I like this. Really? Really? I think it's because it doesn't taste like a standard Hefeweizen. It doesn't have that, like, banana-y right. note that yes. I really don't yeah. like. You know, the estery smell. And mm-hmm. um, this one smells like coconut. It doesn't overly taste like it to me, thank right. goodness. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was going to be like, you know, suntan lotion beer. And it wasn't, which I'm happy It for. totally could, right? I mean, it, it absolutely could t- taste like that. Maybe it's the hand-toastedness that I like. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. That's Mabel's love right there. Hand toasted. You're not <laughs> just toasted. throwing it in the pot and letting it no. do its thing. Yeah. Hand toasted. Hand toasted. I don't. I've, I've never had just straight up coconut. Eaten I it. have. Oh, I have. Yeah. Like, 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I haven't had it like from an island or anything, but uh, Hy-Vee will have the whole coconut sometimes. Yeah. And then you split it open and you can eat it that way or whatever. You drink the coconut. What's the consistency? Is it like chalky? It's, is it like no? It's like wet, meat, meaty, yeah, crunchy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's an, yeah. like a nut, like a peanut. Uh, or cashew like, or like last week we talked about Brazil nuts yeah very similar consistency hmm. to yeah. a meatier thicker nut yeah no, I don't, yeah no that no none of that sounds appealing I just don't like the texture I think that's what it is for me I like a little shaved coconut you put some yeah. shaved coconut on mm. something it adds that little bit to it I don't mind it the only time I ever had that that I liked it was in the Girl Scout cookie oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah whatever that was yep those are the good ones I, I like just those. had to swallow it whole though I couldn't chew it up <laughs> that's just me all right, so we can't we can't do an episode about a beer from Hawaii without talking about spam. Okay, and I have no research on spam whatsoever. Oh. I just want to talk about it. Okay, because cool, I like it. I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. You guys can have it. Really, really I've had it. You know, uh, but uh, it's not anything I ever. How have you had it? I'm, yeah. I'm curried. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you just slice it up and throw it on and and almost like you would do a bologna. Yeah, bologna. Oh, like fried heat it, it up, okay. fried cool. that way. So I will take and I'll slice it like that, right? I'll take and slice it, and then I'll season it like I'm seasoning like uh, uh, ribs or brisket or something really? like that, and then put it on the smoker and leave it on the smoker for like three hours on a super low temperature. Really? And it tastes it. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's delicious. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a ton of different flavors yeah. of spam. Like mm-hmm. I know that's the thing, mm-hmm. and it's popular. Yeah. I mean, and there's like. There's a whole market of like collectibles of spam and like yeah. I think there's a spam museum. Like there's oh you got a spam pen. I have a pen from the spam museum here. <laughs> it's my second favorite pen here in the wow. production. Room. Where's the spam museum? Uh it's up north, isn't it? Like uh, Wisconsin. I can't remember, but one of our so travelers. Well. I think was it Sheila who sent us all. That I think stuff? so. I think Sheila Bissell, one of our travelers, yeah. spam, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was up there and brought us back some weird spam flavors. Like yeah pineapple jalapeno yeah. And, yeah yeah those were all good um they had one that was uh tocino which is yeah. uh, a filipino sausage that i grew up eating for breakfast and it tasted just like it was awesome i mean yeah. well and that's the thing about spam like for me it's like i've been eating it my whole life like mm-hmm. my, all of my my mom my uncles my aunts my my grandparents they've all been on the island right you know and so when they came over here like I would have spam fried rice for breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, spam sandwiches, like spam was was actually, you know, once or twice a week thing for me growing up and mm-hmm. I got my wife into it and now she's into it and we get the mm. different flavors when we can. Otherwise we just go with the spam light. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's it's weird that in a place like Hawaii, every I bet you like almost everywhere you go, a restaurant's gonna have it, like on the menu, some yeah. in some way. Yeah. Mm-hmm as an ingredient or something. And then here, I bet you'll never see it. It's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rare. I've thought about, it would be really cool to start like a spam food truck here in Omaha. That'd be a select Do they make spam crowd. around here? That would be, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be a pretty select Who makes crowd. spam? Like Hormel or? Spam. Is that its spam own company? I don't know. Spam, yeah, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't spam's know. its own, I don't know. I was with Mike Combs one weekend and uh, we were just barbecue grill and smoking meat you know or whatever like you know and uh we did some burnt ends we did spam burnt ends oh 
So you do like you would burn ends and you sauce them up and you put them in the pan and oh boy, it was good. That's weird. My oh. favorite spam dish is actually, uh, it's popular in Guam. So it's where my mom went to high school. Uh, it's, it's, so you fry the spam up and then it's green beans and onions and then you cover that in tomato sauce. Weird. And then you put that on top of rice. Freaking bomb. Mm, wow. Bomb.com. I don't even know. That's yeah. a weird combination of things. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It sounds really The green weird, beans is what's throwing me off. The green beans? Surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... It's it's awesome. You could do like... Yeah, so if you think awesome. of some Asian dishes that have like, like green beans, onions, pork... Or yeah. chicken, maybe. You're just substituting spam for that yeah. other protein, right? I guess. Yeah, and then it's, like I said, it's covered in tomato sauce. Mm. Like, covered in tomato sauce. That's the part that weirds me out. Yeah. The tomato sauce part. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you cook it down, reduce it down. It's it's really good. It's like a spam goulash or something. Honestly, yeah. It's pretty close. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Is it salty, right? Oh, it's very it's salty. Very salty. So yeah, you'd have to drink a lot of beers. <laughs> it's one of the bonuses of okay. spam. Yeah. So we get the spam light. Mm, yeah. So we get it. And it says like less sodium or whatever. I cannot tell the difference. No. That's how salty spam is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I finished the beer. Yeah. Mm. I did it. I will. I will reluctantly on that one okay. now. The uh, the pussy grabs back. I would I would buy a six pack of that and have that all the time. Like mm-hmm. that's a that's a really solid beer. Yeah, I really was, liked that, that one. Was really good. I, I enjoyed that one too. TripAdvisor four point five out of five on hundred and nineteen reviews. Uh, it, like I said, I didn't clip out any of them. It just seemed like there was there are people that maybe shouldn't have been in Hawaii or should have been going to breweries just in general. Uh, they like they said they were complaining about parking, mm-hmm. and they complained about no air conditioning. Yeah. What? I mean, I think. So, I mean, what are you gonna? What is the brewery I, gonna do to control some of those things? You know I what I mean? I don't know. Parking. It's not like they built the street in the parking. No. And the air conditioning. You're in Hawaii. You're in Hawaii. So yeah. I guess go stay in a fancy hotel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You can't please again like last week. Yeah. You can only please some of the people some of the time. So is have we ever had anything under a four for TripAdvisor? Uh, no, no. I almost won. No. I, I don't, yeah. I don't. Mm. Which is weird because normally on those rating sites, it's only for people that are pissed off about something. Yeah. There <laughs> seem to be a lot of very positive reviews on TripAdvisor when I look at them. Hmm. There was a lot on this one too. There was a ton of positive reviews. I guess I just, I don't leave my house, so I don't have a reason to go to TripAdvisor ever, but maybe, I, I don't know. I've left my share of negative Yelp reviews, but for good reason, though. Oh, like, for, like you couldn't find the bathroom in a brewery or... That was, that was not me, and that's ridiculous, <laughs> so no. Okay. Yeah. Untap, 5,100 5, check-ins on the Pussy Grabs Back beer. Okay. But, uh, where do you think we land on this one? Three point. Seven seven. Uh, I'm gonna go three seven two. Three seven one. Oh. oh, so close! Dang. Yeah, that's real close. So so close. Uh, I was super hesitant about doing this. I thought, you know, that's. But quite honestly, it's it it's beer and it's beer culture and it's and it's for a good cause. Honestly, I think that I, I think I agree with Jeff. Yeah. If the if his employees are are the ones that came up with it and mm-hmm. they're great with it and so am I. And Pink Boots will put their logo on this. Yeah. I mean that's yeah. 
it is a way to fight back. It is, it, and I think it's a very delicious, tasty way. Visibility is important, mm-hmm. I think, and uh, it's becoming more apparent to me the older I get. Mm-hmm. You know, like representation matters, and uh, this is just another way to do it. And uh, I am a fan of those things, so I enjoyed this. Anyway, I, I like the idea, and the beer uh, being good was just, you know, cherry on top. There was a recent podcast I listened to, and I'd have to find it, and maybe I'll have Nathan put it in the uh, description uh, here for this. There is a brewing history uh, employee. There's a woman that works at the Smithsonian who only studies brewing history, like beer and oh, wine history. Okay. Like that's it. Like that's her job. One, that's a ridiculously awesome job to have. Yeah. And two, it's it's a female that that uh-huh. that occupies that position. Uh, there was a whole podcast about done with her in, in conjunction with the Smithsonian recently, tracing the roots of a a slave who escaped. Who and he the the reason why she did the podcast on her was because she was really good at brewing beer, and oh. and, and so this slave owner chased her for years because oh, he wanted his his beer chef back? because nobody could brew beer like she could, and that's how she made money. She would go from town to town yeah. as a as a freed slave right i mean that yeah. that was that was in it was it was odd to listen to because it was such an odd it was such a weird time uh but she he she could trace the history of her back just through uh ads oh in sure. newspapers yeah and at the time and i guess the beer she brewed was off the charts good mm-hmm. so and i'm just at the point i just I, i'm just at the point now uh where he found her after like 16 years. Holy crow. So, but the fact that she can go back and find all of this information yeah. about her and how good of a brewer she was is fascinating to me. So, yeah, that's like some genealogy sort of research. Like, right. that's real research. That's right. not the kind I'm doing for this show. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Wikipedia no, in her, she her is, stuff, I bet you. She is digging back into wow. old newspapers and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, to think that somebody back then was that good at brewing beer. Is uh, is super cool. Just think me. of like a day for her. Is she a good day? Is maybe she found one little snippet about something, mm-hmm. and that is a whole day's worth of work. And she found yeah. one thing in a newspaper 150 years ago. Right. Oh, there it's we like, go. Yes. Yeah, you found her like you know two years later in another town uh-huh. brewing beer, wow. selling it or whatever. Yeah, so. I'd like to listen to that. Yeah, see I'll, if you can link that. That'd I'll find cool. it and send it over to you. Huh. So. All right, uh, more stouts coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I was down in Kansas for a uh, Kansas Jayhawks game. I uh, went to my second favorite, quickly becoming my first favorite brewery in Lawrence. Oh. Uh, only because of the, my first favorite, obviously, is Longevity. Right? We've been there. Not That's not the name of it. Longevity. Oh. It's been there forever, right? Is Free State. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this is Lawrence Beer Company. Uh, they did a barrel age. They did a straight barrel age stout that I had there. And it's fantastic. I can't wait for you two to try it. Is it a slam dunk? It, it was a slam dunk. Sorry about that. We uh, annihilated... Braden's in my brain. There you go. We annihilated <laughs> Baylor, uh, and then I annihilated some beers uh, the nice. rest of the night. There so. you go. And and some barbecue, too. It was fantastic. Mm, so. Sounded like a good time. All right. Well, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Aloha. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.